Welcome to Access Nation, a podcast that is solely dedicated to the lift and access industry. Our mission is to keep you informed on the latest industry news and current events. This is Access Nation. I'm Phil DeWayne. And today's topic is going to be about products, finally. I see so much about this new ANSI 92.2, and it's a big deal, but it seems like everybody just confused as hell about this. And it's only going to, the madness is only continue. I just look at the magazines and see stuff posted on it. And I'm like, man, it's a cool to touch talk about the products. And that's what we're going to do today. And I'm going to tell you, these 13 foot micro scissors are hot. Um, they're the product that I think is replacing a lot of the 19s. Um, you have the single man lifts that are in there, but they're a little more expensive and a little bigger rental rate. These 13 foot minis seem to be taking hold and they're doing well in the markets where people have them. And that's just the word on the street that I get. Um, with these 13 foot mini scissors, let's just talk about applications or, you know, 13 foot is at the, you know, the bottom of the platform. These things have a 19 foot work height. So oh, over the years, how many machine how many 20 foot or 19 scissors went out when a guy didn't really need that much but that was his smallest option and there has been 15 foot scissors made um in the past and it just made more sense for the oems or or people to buy the 19s because you could always have the extra if you needed it but it's about the same money so they went with the 19s and and keep in mind before um when if you go back to the evolution of equipment or, or let's just say a construction site you know you used to see guys with shovels you used to see guys with hammers, right? Now they got these pneumatic tools. They got these mini excavators. You know, they, they've got all the cool equipment that makes the job easier and safer and more productive, right? So when you look at a 13-foot scissor, I'm going, dude, I would never get on a ladder ever again. It'd kind of be like uh, taking a horse and wagon to work and just leave your truck there. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for a guy to actually use a ladder anymore. There's so there's much more efficient ways and safer ways. And, and we're all into this safety now um, with, with all the new uh, ANSI A92 um, standard coming out. And, and we want the workplace to be safer and, and for the operators. And the OEMs got to make their equipment safer. And, you know, does anybody ever see a ladder? Or let's just say even some scaffolding. You know, the roll-around scaffolding. I would think that shit would be gone. All right, stay tuned. I'm going to break these machines down. Access Nation is now available on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe today for all of the latest industry news. The product segment. And today we're going to talk about the 13-foot mini scissors. And these scissors are about a foot shorter than like your standard 19s or what you're used to seeing in scissor lifts. So they're more compact, they're shorter, and and they don't go up as high. Obviously, 13 foot to the platform height, which gives you a 19 foot work height. Um, these machines are very light. They can go in elevators, uh, serve many applications. And the cool thing about when I talk about a 13 foot scissor is somebody at some point went and checked out a job site that had a bunch of 19s on rent and they go, they don't even have those things all the way up in the air. So we're going to come up with a new product and see how it goes. And that's the 13 foot micro scissor. We've got 
manufacturers one, two, three, four, five. We've got Mech, Hybrid, Genie, which I understand is just in production. I don't know if they've started shipping units yet. LGMG and GMG are in this category of 13-foot micros. Let's start with the Mech. And the Mech has a little special hook of its own because they have a leak containment system, a patent-pending leak containment system. And what that is, is it's a tray that goes underneath where all the hydraulic would be. Keep in mind, all these units are electric drive systems. So when we talk about the hydraulic system, we're talking about the lift cylinder in them and the, the couple hoses and fittings they would use and the reservoir. So within that, in the MAC, you have a tray that has a pre-cut diaper and that would that would catch any oil leaks. And that's the peace of mind that a user would have or a job site would have that they're not going to have hydraulic leaks on the floor. And historically what they did, keep in mind, that's a product improvement as well because what you did in the past was you strapped on these diapers and that made them that made them, you know, safe so you wouldn't get hydraulic leak on the floor. And hydraulic leak on the floor, depending on the floor, is very expensive. And there's a lot of cost involved when there's a little bit of oil hits the floor. So good job, Mac. I like that leak containment system on your 13-foot micro. Going on to the hybrid, um, they I looked at the ZT1230, and that's a zero turn. It's a foot shorter at 12-foot platform height. It's, it's 30 inches wide. This is the only one that has zero turn radius. The rest of them aren't there. And so the, the hybrid in itself is going to be a little more maneuverable on the job site, and that's a selling feature for them. They're also a little bit longer, uh, the 1230 is. Um, the Genie 1330, I kind of think they're the only ones that are going to have an indoor-outdoor rating. And from what I understand, they're going to have a toggle switch that will flip it and it probably only lets that machine go up about halfway or, or wherever they're going to test the rating at uh, to give it that indoor-outdoor rating. And that's a new product to Genie. I don't know if they've shipped any yet. I'm, I think it's in production. Uh, but when I tried to find some, I couldn't find any, so I think they're still working on that. The LGMG is a new product. It's a new company in North America, really. They have the uh, SS1230E, and it's a 12-foot platform height like the hybrid. So it's a foot shorter than than the Mac, the Genie, or the GMG, and 30 inches wide. This is indoor rating only for this machine, and um, all electric drive, etc. Really similar to to everyone else in its class for the most part. The GMG is the lightest in the class. It's 1,600 pounds, and they have a sister model as a 1530. I understand these machines will be indoor rated, both these small micros. GMG also won an award from Lift and Access Magazine. They won one of the LEAP awards. Actually, they won a couple. One for the 1530 uh, micro scissor and then the other for the iPower control management system. But they do some different things with their drive system that nobody else does that gives them a, a selling advantage. I also think that they work their distribution a little differently at GMG. They're going to probably focus more on a dealer base, like I talked about in a podcast before. Not necessarily going to just open up the channels of distribution to everyone. They're going to be a little more selective and kind of work with their dealers and, and, and create the dealer network, kind of like an AED-style machine. There's a lot more detail to all these machines and each manufacturer and their selling features. I tried to hit the high points for you so that you can kind of see 
what I think is the selling features of each one. The biggest thing to me is, you know, we're making improvements. We're helping the guys that actually get on the machines every day. And those are the guys that matter. I haven't been on one of these machines. I haven't operated one. I haven't needed it for my job or work or whatever. But the guys who are in them every day, they know these machines. And and if we put a real operator that's going to go work in it for eight hours a day and he got in each one, I'm sure he's going to come up with something that's way better than any literature anybody publishes or whatever we do. And, and I'm going to tell you, if, if you rent these things, pay attention to what's going on on these job sites and what your, what your customers say about the machines. And that helps everybody as we go to try to improve things and make things better and more efficient and, and get the job done quicker. I'm going to have a closing comment in a minute. Stay tuned. Do you have equipment sitting on the fence and you need to turn your old machines into cash? Let Shimp Wholesale help you make the most of your fleet. Call us today at 816-749-3343. Just to give you an idea of the podcast that we're going to go forward with, I want to try to do one of the day in the life of a rental rep. And these are the guys that are going out and trying to rent machines and their strategies. And, of course, nobody's going to reveal the top secret sauce. I get that, but... Um, the challenges they face and kind of what works and what doesn't work and, and and get an idea. And, you know, if you're in different parts of the country, what works there may not work here, whatever. So everybody has their own special way of doing things. But I'd like, I'd like the day in the life of a, of a rental rep. And I also want to touch into the end users. I'm going to get some of those guys, and I want some real stories that show how this made the job were quicker, more efficient. It helped everything. I want some success stories from operators that use the equipment, and that's coming up. And then the the last thing that comes to mind is the parts and service. In rental, you're your own best customer. And so the cost of ownership is very critical um, when it comes to batteries, when it comes to you know, repair cost, that's important in the rental world. And that needs to be baked into the whole dynamic of, okay, this is true cost of ownership of the machine. So if you're the guy that looks up on a job site and you love the access world, this is the podcast for you. Thanks. Please follow us on Twitter at Nation Access and LinkedIn. This podcast is purely based off of opinion and welcomes your feedback. This is not a substitute for an ANSI, CSA, or ISO compliant training by a qualified professional.